0: It is my prayer as we, as we get ready to worship and sing and hear the word today that yeah, we were, as we were just talking um, back in the offices, uh, a team and praying together, God, that, that we could all just relax our shoulders. And it's, it's been a week for some of us. Some of it's been, it's been an awesome week. But that we can just kind of release the anxieties of the week, the, the stress of the week, and just be ourselves in God's presence today. We don't need to perform for him. We don't need to um, do anything. We just can be ourselves in him. He loves us. He loves being with us, and we get to enjoy his presence today, too. So why don't we stand together? We're going to worship and sing and connect with him today. So let's sing together.
1: My shame you drawn me with loving kindness and washed whiter than snow. You have redeemed and made me whole. Sing that once again, Grace. Oh, Grace, you, you show me grace, grace. you've lifted, lifted my, my shame and drawn you me with love. love. Kindness Washed Wider than snow You have Redeemed And made me whole Oh Jesus You have won me You have broken Every chain With love and mercy You have triumphed Over death and are worthy of glory and praise oh love you've shown me love by leaving your throne by bleeding and dying on a cross that wonderful cross that took all my guilt sin away. Jesus, you have won me. You have broken every chain with love and mercy. You have triumphed over death, and you are worthy of glory and praise. You have won me. Jesus, you have won me. You have broken every chain with love and mercy. You have triumphed over death and you are worthy of glory. go. Shout it out. Oh, shout it out and lift up one voice in worship. Sing it out until all the earth can hear it. Jesus is alive and He saves. He rescues and saves. Won me, you have broken every chain with love and mercy. You have triumphed over death, and you are worthy of glory and praise. Sing it again. A love song to Jesus. Oh Jesus, you have won me as you have broken every chain with love and mercy you have triumphed over
2: My orphan heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. Released from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom, he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and He called me His friend When death was arrested and my life began Oh, Your grace so free Washes over me Your endless love pouring down on us You have made us new, now life begins with You Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost
1: but then jesus arose
2: with our freedom in hand that's when death was arrested and my life began oh your grace so is over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. It's your end. Yes, we're free, free, forever, amen When death was arrested, my life began Oh, we're free, free, forever, we're free Come join the song of all the redeemed Yes, we're free, free, forever, amen When death was arrested, my life began when death was arrested in my life began when death was arrested in my life
0: began why don't you pray with me oh god yes we are free we join in the song of the redeemed just just like we sang that we are free no longer bound to sin no longer wallowing in guilt and shame. But we are free. God, thank you for making us new. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice that you paid on the cross. That we can be free and we can be made new in you, Jesus. We are so blessed and so thankful that we get to worship. And we get to sing together together. And community of your goodness and your kindness and your blessing jesus so we honor you today with that and we give you all the honor and glory and praise In jesus name amen you guys can take a seat
3: thank you worship team awesome love that cello good morning sunrise oh, I so so awake it's like that third cup of coffee. My name is Byron. I'm one of the pesky partner people here and uh, I'm glad you're here too. Uh, if you're new either today in the room with us or online we want you to get connected. We hope you came here because you'd like to be connected so if you're here in the room after the service you go out to the welcome table and get your swag bag and uh, get connected with us. And if you're online There's a QR code. (laughs) I thought that would be the oh there it is. Okay. There's a QR code and they're on a, you know, it's on the Facebook page, so get connected. Uh, My wife and I would like to say, my wife Mary, and I would like to say a quick thank you to the leadership team here at Sunrise about the way that the pastor search was handled. With alacrity, with efficiency, with professionalism, if that's a church term. But uh, just a great job, and, and we're totally excited about uh, Pastor Dennis. Uh, I've got to take this. Hold on. morning, Pastor Dennis. Uh, you know, I'm kind of busy right now doing this announcement thing. Yeah, Dan DeCuy makes me do it. Oh, okay, so you can't wait to get started, and you want to come over this morning? Uh, we've already got a nice speaker lined up. I don't think that's gonna work. Can can you just wait till the twenty-third? Okay? All right. Just stay home and charge those lithiums, baby. All right. Oh man. Persistent guy. You just anyway. So Noah Mattithes does a great job of leading pub theology. And if you're a man and you'd like to experience how cool Noah is at leading the group meeting! You should come to Pup Theology this Tuesday night, Hudsonville Grill, Hudsonville. It's kind of a an oxymoron. Um, and 6:30, and we just sit down, and um, your wife or partner won't know if you order an adult beverage. <laughs> and maybe you need that freedom. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't marry, honestly. I, I, anyway, okay. So, um, one extra announcement, because I told Dan there can never be just one, is that if you haven't noticed, churches run on volunteers. There's a lot of volunteers here this morning already doing their business. So, we need some volunteers for the pre-K group. And it would just be awesome if you would migrate to the back, find Julie, and uh, sign up for once a month, that's all it is, one Sunday a month, help out with the pre-K K group. All right, Kathleen. She's going to come up and uh, do a better job of announcements than I can. Dan told me this was my tryout, and I I could be in trouble.
4: I think you passed. Good morning, Sunrise. I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about the uh, chili cook-off and the bake-off that's coming up on the 15th. We did this at our prior church and we had a great amount of success with it. So how this will work is those who sign up, those actually not who signs up, those who are attending, you're going to receive two votes, one red for the chili cook-off, one blue for the kids' bake-off. The bake-off is going to be divided into two parts. We have the kids 12 and under and kids 13 and older to make it a little more fair. Each child will receive a participation medal, so they don't leave feeling like they didn't win. So each child will receive a medal for participating in the bake-off. You will use your red vote for the chili and the blue vote for a baked good. Now, you could get two blue votes because you have two categories. Um, Anything extra is by donation. So if you want the chili to win, you can add money to the pot. And it will be a blind donation. So nobody is going to know who has what in their bin. So anything extra is by donation. And at our last church, we raised almost a thousand dollars this way. So we really want to be able to support those missions. So come bring those wallets with you. And um, we won't have change. So if you bring a 50, be prepared to donate 50. <laughs> if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Julie or me, and uh, we'll be happy to answer those questions. And please get signed up so that we can have a great, successful event. So, thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. That's a bad sign, Dan. They never clap for me. <laughs> Okay, kids, if you were hoping you wouldn't have to behave for the next 30 minutes or so, time to scramble. Head on out to your place, enjoy your time, and uh, adults, we get three minutes. That's your ration of get acquainted time. Three minutes.
0: Well, good morning once again, y'all. How are you guys doing? It settled in. Um, before I introduce our speaker today, I want to put one plug in for the chili cook off, bake cook off as well. We're still looking for more people to bake, well, actually make chili. I think we have a couple of people signed up, but we'd like to get like four or five, six people. Especially, I'd like to, I was going to email you guys, but I would like to get one of the elders represented and one of the directors represented. We already have a staff person represented, so. Sign up, guys, okay? Because we want to get like several, a lot of different chilies to, to choose from. So plus people want to eat. So we got to get a couple of those. So plug done. Kyle. Kyle's here for um, preaching this morning. We actually had Kyle several years ago. I was talking um, earlier with him back when we were looking for Pastor Dan. Um, and we had a connection um, through previous Pastor Bob. Um, so Kyle is with us again today. You're hail from Mars Hill. tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: I've uh, been on staff at Mars Hill for about 14 years. My wife Sandra, and I live in Holland with our two children, Clara and Judah, and I've uh, been here in West Michigan for a long time. And it's really good to be here this morning and to, to share with you once again. Uh, I hope in some ways that I don't have to fill in for a, a very long time for you all, <laughs> that, that you have someone who's here for quite some time. But yeah. It's good to be be back this morning. Awesome. Well, thanks.
0: For, we're happy to have you, Kyle. Yeah.
5: Well, uh, this morning we're going to dive into Psalm 22. So I want to invite you, if you have a Bible either with you, on your mobile device, whatever it might be, uh, to turn or flip or open the app, whatever it might be, to Psalm uh, 22. Uh, the fall is definitely one of my favorite seasons. And I think uh, fall reveals that there's really... Two categories of people in Michigan, Uh, two allegiances, two teams that people fall into here uh, in Michigan, those who, as soon as it gets below 60 degrees, turn on the heat in the household, and those who refuse to do so until uh, the winter weather has arrived. Anyone find this disagreement happening in their household as well? Uh, Because it is full-on in my household— And uh, it's something that we continue to work through here in the month of October. Well, before we begin in Psalm 22, uh, let's begin in prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, ruler of the universe. For you have given us life and breath and brought us to this moment. Great is your faithfulness. As we come to your word this morning, uh, may it illuminate for us a new reality for our lives and our world. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Uh, Hear these words from the book that we love. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted you and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. These opening words of Psalm 22 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? are perhaps some of the most familiar words in the entire book of Psalms. And yet, unlike some of the other familiar psalms to which we are drawn to, this one here doesn't have any chart-topping hits. Uh, There are no earworms that kind of get caught in your mind and in your heart that you find yourself singing and humming along to throughout the week. Uh, Chris Tomlin isn't writing lots of songs about Psalm 22, right? It's too raw. It's too filled with human pain and emotion. It's too in-your-face. In some ways, it's too melancholy. It's too Michigan in the month of February, right? And yet, I think this psalm offers us something in the way of confidence that we don't find in the other psalms, a kind of invitation to confidence that is unique to this particular psalm, and it's that confidence that I want us to explore this morning. This here is the Lake Family Pizza Stone. It was gifted to my wife and I as a wedding gift 11 years ago. And this stone carries with it a collection of stories and memory and history. Stories in in memory of our first tiny little apartment in Heritage Hill. Stories in memory of long meals with friends and family. Stories in history of being bone-tired at the end of the week Longing for the weekend. Stories of what's become a pretty typical Friday night tradition in the Lake household. Of me teaching my kids how to roll out the pizza dough. And the kitchen becoming a complete disaster zone with flour. This pizza stone is well seasoned. And just as this pizza stone is seasoned with stories and memory and history, so is the psalmist in Psalm 22. They carry with them a collection of stories and history and memory about how God intervened in the life of God's people. How God heard the cries of God's people and responded and did something about it. How God promised to never leave or forsake the people. And it's in light of these stories that the psalmist carries with them. And only in light of those stories that the psalmist has confidence to cry out to God, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? that when the psalmist feels like a project half-completed or feels like a garden that's been left unattended that's running amok with weeds, that the psalmist can have confidence to cry out to God. And in some ways, the psalmist has confidence in the testimony of the faith community, God, you, you have heard the people in the past. God, you have responded to your people. God, you've promised to enter into this world and do something about our suffering and brokenness. And so why, God, why have you forsaken me? And so in some ways, I think this psalm invites us to have confidence in the testimony of the faith community. That this is a story that we can trust in. And so what stories give you ultimate confidence? What stories do you trust in? As the psalm carries on here, the psalmist begins to engage the depth of their pain and their misery. They go on to say here, beginning in verse 6, But I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Perhaps we can see that the psalmist is wondering... Maybe because I am not great. Maybe because I'm not like my ancestors or the great patriarchs or matriarchs of the faith that God is not concerned with me. And maybe some of us have bought into that lie as well. That God is not concerned with your prayer. That God's not concerned with you when you cry out to God. Bought into the lie that perhaps you haven't been praying enough. Or that you don't use the right words. Perhaps bought into the lie that because you haven't been faithful enough in your practice or you're not the right kind of Christian or whatever it might be, that God is not concerned with you. And yet what we discover and what we see later on in Scripture is that when God enters into the fullness of human existence, when God comes to dwell among the people as God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, And he himself is in a moment of utter chaos and suffering. The words that come upon his lips are these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so we too can have confidence that when we speak these words in our moment of chaos and suffering, in our moments of despair and loneliness, that Christ speaks these words with us. That Christ, as one who was betrayed, Christ as one who was pushed to the margins, Christ as one who was judged, Christ as one who was abandoned by his friends, speaks these words on our behalf and speaks these words with us. We can have confidence when we speak these words that Jesus speaks them with us, that you are not overlooked, that you are not forgotten. When have you found yourself speaking these words? It was about nine years ago on a cold January evening when I received a call from my sister-in-law that my father-in-law, who had suddenly become ill just a couple of days prior, had passed away. And in that moment of holding this terrible news, Lament came up in my heart for my wife as I realized that uh, she lost her father. That this lament that, that perhaps my children would not grow to know their grandfather. That I would not develop a deeper relationship with this person in my wife's life who was important to her. My God, my God. When have you found yourself speaking those words? Maybe it was after an important relationship went sideways. Or after a business deal that you'd been working and working and working to cultivate fell through the cracks. Or maybe it was upon returning to school this year and you thought walking down the halls or standing at your locker or sitting behind your desk would be different and you discovered things were exactly the way that they were the year before. When have you found yourself speaking these words? One of the things that I've wondered about this psalm is that out of all the words that Jesus could have spoken, out of all the things that he could have said, why did Jesus speak these words from this psalm at the moment of his final breath? Why at the definitive and decisive moment in the history of the world are these words upon the lips of Jesus? Well, there's this ancient tradition that a teacher or a storyteller would only speak the opening lines, the opening refrain of a story or a song, because it was so familiar that everyone knew how the story went. Everyone else would know where the story was headed. For instance, if I were to say, in a galaxy far, far away, many of you would know where the story is headed. Or if I were to say, there was a father who had two sons, you would know where the story is going. Or if I were to begin singing, twinkle, twinkle, little star, many of you may join in in singing as well. Familiar words. And here, this is what Jesus is doing, leading his disciples to carry the story, carry the psalm to completion. And so we turn to Psalm 22 here, verse 25, to see how the psalm comes to completion. For you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. He has done it. It is finished. Jesus is teaching his disciples, teaching his followers how this psalm is taken up in his life, how the scriptures bear witness and testify about him and that God in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit has done something about it. He has done it. He has done it. That he is victorious over the powers of sin and death in the world. That Christ is powerful and he has overcome all hopelessness that we can have hope even in the midst of our suffering the great missiologist Leslie Newbegin was once asked, are you an optimist or a pessimist? And he responded by saying this. He said, I am neither an optimist nor a pessimist. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He has done it. It was late November in 1873 when a lawyer from Chicago named Horatio Spafford set sail across the Atlantic Ocean. And as they came across a certain part in the journey, the captain of the ship called Horatio to the deck. And pointed out to him where a ship just weeks before had sank. A ship upon which Horatio's four daughters and wife were sailing. And of which only his wife would survive. And after crossing over these forsaken waters... Horatio goes down and pens these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. On that journey, Horatio would write the great Protestant hymn, It Is Well. I would imagine that he had a kind of confidence, a kind of seasoned faith that understands even in death, Jesus Christ is there. For Christ has entered into death. And has overcome it and is already waiting on the other side of death for us. That there is no place, no human emotion or experience that is outside the love of God. Because there we find Jesus Christ. And it was that song, those words, it is well that the faith community would sing the day after I received that phone call from my sister-in-law. That as I entered into the doors of the church, together we sang, It is well, it is well, with my soul. That I could experience, even in the midst of a great lament, of incalculable suffering, that it is well, because Christ is there with me, that we as a community can have confidence that God is with us, and that indeed he never leaves us nor forsakes us, because Christ is with us. And so let us pray. God, we thank you and we praise you that you are a God who loves us, that you are a God who is attentive to all of our life's experiences and worries and anxieties and doubts, that you receive us into your presence as your children. And so God, for wherever our hearts are in this particular moment, may we discover that you are with us. God, we long for you to go with us during our week ahead. For this world is beautiful and yet terrifying. And so give us courage that you are with us.
0: Amen. in worship and singing together. Let's also use this time to give of our offerings to God. Let's sing together.
1: well. Here The clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trust shall resound.
5: So on this World Communion Day, we come to this table here, a table which proclaims the testimony of the faith communion. Christians around the world gathering together, worshiping, proclaiming a story of ultimate importance. A story, when we come to this table, we proclaim that Christ has entered into our world. That Christ is with us. That Christ has come among us as one of us and has done something about it. A table which proclaims even in the midst of, of the chaos of our world and our lives, that it can be well. Because this is the feast of the resurrection. A table which points to the kingdom of God, which is coming into our midst and will one day come in its fullness where we will be well. And so let us pray. holy and right it is and our joyful duty to give you thanks and praise in all times and in all places, O Lord, our God, almighty and everlasting creator. For you created the heavens with their splendor and beauty, and you created the earth with its fullness. And you demonstrated your love in sustaining us with life and breath. And yet, you revealed the fullness of your love to us in sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be an atoning sacrifice for us and to reconcile us in this world to you. And so, we give you thanks and praise. And with all of the heavenly hosts, we proclaim your marvelous works. Holy, holy, holy. God of power and might. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so send your Holy Spirit, we pray, that the bread that we break and the cup that we bless would be to us the communion of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And that being united with him, we may be united with your church around the world. Just as grains from many fields have been gathered into one loaf, and grapes from many vineyards into one cup. May you two gather your church into your kingdom. Come, Lord Jesus. And so together we remember the story that has been passed throughout the generations. That on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after they had their fill, he took a cup and he blessed it. And he said, this Is the blood of the new covenant given for you? Do this in remembrance of me. And so whenever we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Come, all you who are hungry. Come, all you who are thirsty. Come, all you who feel forsaken, come and meet God here. God longs to meet you and to care for you and to feed you and to welcome you at God's table. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come, all things are ready.
1: I stand And everything around me Is shaken I've never Been more glad That I put my faith In Jesus He's never Let me down He's faithful through Generations So I would I still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I've built my life on Jesus He's never let me down. He's faithful in every season. So I would He fail now? He won't. He won't. He won't fail. Is my firm foundation hold oh, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. So why would he fail now? He won't He won't He won't, he won't fail was built on was built on you oh I'm gonna make it through oh cuz my house was let's stand together on you Christ is my firm foundation oh the rock on which I stand when everything around me shakes I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, because he's never let me down. He will He
5: So, family of God, hear these words from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and high priest in service to God. And that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. And so may you go forth knowing that Jesus Christ goes with you. Jesus Christ as the one who's entered into the fullness of our human existence sustains you and encourages you and never forsakes you. And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be yours now and forevermore. Grace and peace be with you.